Recorded live from the back alley of your local vape shop in Rochester, New York, it's Transformation Thursday, and my name is Todd Gerslin, and my pronouns are he, his. And my name is Amy Stevens, and my pronouns are she, her. My co-host and guest tonight is the all-around good guy, Todd Gerslin. Todd and I first met years ago at a local CrossFit gym. Todd's story of overcoming drug addiction, finding purpose in his life, and his infectious laughter has made him a fixture in the Rochester community, beyond comedy as well. Todd is the producer and co-host of the popular podcast, Hate This Podcast. He regularly opens for national touring comics at the Comedy at the Carlson, and he serves inner city youth through his work at the Urban League of Rochester. Todd was originally scheduled to be a guest on Transformation Thursday back in September of 2019, but due to a situation, he's just making his appearance on the podcast tonight. Hi. Well, we got to get back to the last line there, Todd. Oh, oh, oh. I, I, I always jump the gun. Oh, oh, right there. We will get to all that, but for now, I'm going to enjoy this high-quality strawberry-flavored Delta 8. This is Jamie Rodriguez, the General Counsel of the Transformation Thursday Podcast Network, here to remind you that Transformation Thursday is copyrighted material, all rights reserved, 2021. You can support Transformation Thursday by leaving the podcast a five-star rating and writing a short review on Apple Podcasts. It's free and helps get Transformation Thursday out to a larger audience. On Twitter and Instagram, follow us at TransThursPod. On Facebook, you can follow the podcast by searching for Transformation Thursday Podcast. Welcome back to Transformation Thursday. My name is Todd Gerslin and my pronouns are he, his. My name is still Amy Stevens and my pronouns are she, her. Todd, welcome to Transformation Thursday. Two years Hi, Amy. In, yeah, two years into working. How about that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that uh, you have me on to discuss ourselves. Ourselves. I like talking about myself, which is perfect for me. Well, I that's why I think that's why we're both in stand-up comedy, isn't it? I mean, we're so good at talking about ourselves and our lives. Yeah, 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 yeah. Our so, sad, so, yeah, much, so many sad things I love talking about. Okay, I I often make this comment about the comedy scene, and I've seen this, you know, in different markets I've been to, and you know, in London and around the country. It's like it's a weird mix of like current current addicts former addicts and hmm. those of us who uh, have mental health issues i don't know if that's been your experience uh i think that i think that all of the above really i think that those are, could be all considered mental health issues you know <laughs> honestly yeah like, i think I, they are yeah i feel like sometimes when we look at drug addiction as like a drug addiction and not a mental health issue i feel like it separates us sometimes you know what i mean yep well, yeah they're, they're both in the dsm so i mean we could get into that with me studying my mental health counseling stuff, but you know, that's Boring. not why <laughs> that's not why you're here though. <laughs> uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So well, you know, it's been great seeing you the last couple months. It's been nice to get totally. out in public and see people again. So Yeah, it's been nice to see everybody. It's been uh it's been cool. And uh how the so can I how'd the show go? Did your show go well? Uh, the show on Wednesday night went fantastic. We had just over a hundred people. That's awesome. That's what everybody says, you know. And I was hoping for more, but everybody's like a hundred people on a Wednesday night at Comedy at the Carlson in July. That's great. That's, yeah. That's killer. Everybody had some good sets. 
Everybody had great sets. Everybody did well. So, you know, we had four comedians, two storytellers. So Mrs. Kasha Davis um, told an amazing story. And once I get video, I'll be able to post that. Nice. Well, I'm glad that went well then. I, I, you should uh, do more of those. It seems like uh, seems like it's a hit then. Yeah, I don't want to overdo it. Um, so I'm, you know, trying to find that right balance of making sure that, you know, when I do put these on, I can get about a hundred plus people each time yeah. and make for a very nice room. Now, see, as some... a that's so funny. Now, see, as a drug addict, when it's something like that happens, I'm like, uh, oh my god, let's do that show every, every week. Mark, can we, can we do it now. Can we Wednesday, we'll do it Wednesday every Wednesday. Can we do? We'll do it. Every, you know what I mean? We're like, we will rationally think about how we're gonna do this throughout the couple of years. I'm like, all right, dude. We're doing it every day at uh, in in the small room, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, like, and go, I, go, I go ahead with your rational self. <laughs> I just want to be able to make sure that you know when we, you know, because I did it as a fundraiser too. So I want to make sure that there's a you know a good supply of people coming in and out that you know we can make it worthwhile for you know the charity involved and for yeah. people coming out. I think you know maybe I would do some smaller shows maybe as things start to reopen maybe find a different venue like a Focus Theater maybe some other smaller places sure. where maybe it's 30 40 people and then you know do the one big show you know semi-annually. I know what is your what is your drug addict self I... think of that one? My drug addict self was too busy thinking about how I'm going to build a bong out of this can next to me right now, to be honest with you. <laughs> no, uh, no, it's hard because it's a fine balance in Rochester, right? You don't want to oversaturate, um, but you want to keep momentum. So you just have to find the balance. And, and you know, it depends. Everybody, it's different for uh, probably a lot of different crowds, you know. And as I get older, that changes even more. Back in the day when I was played music... Like, it didn't matter. Oh, dude, we're playing Wednesday at the Penny Arcade. We have tons of people partying like it's Friday night. You know what I mean? Now that I'm older, I'm lucky if you can get anybody out anymore. Yeah. You know? I mean, and how do your bones feel like the next morning on a Thursday morning after rock and rolling on a Wednesday night now? Dude, I can't even have, I literally have to lay down after doing a set now of music. <laughs> it's it's brutal. Yeah, especially like metal. You know, like back in the day, I like had, still had some, you know, energy and angst, I suppose. Where now I'm just like, no, I, ugh. I want to just take a nap. You know what no, I mean? I've seen you on stage. You definitely have energy and you have angst, but you know you've redirected it through um, comedy over the last couple of years. Let's let's just start. Let's talk with comedy. How did you get involved in comedy? Because you're fairly new to the comedy scene. Yeah, uh, four years, including the pandemic. So I don't know. Counting that year as a year of comedy is kind of iffy. But I did do the podcast like all the throughout the whole thing, which I felt like kept me in my riffing and rhythm for comedy going. Um, but so yeah, like four years and it started with the, uh, Carlson when they had the contest, you didn't win it, but you went pretty far, right? I went to the, I went to the finals because I was that annoying comic that had tons of friends that showed up to support him, to watch him suck at comedy, to realize I will never come see him again. Get me to the finals. And then it bloats up my mind. Look at me. I'm so funny when I didn't know shit. Yeah. It was a bad, it was a disservice. I think if anything, doing that to, do, starting comedy in a contest, I feel like, does a comedian a disservice. Well, you ended up going far, so does that perpetuate the disservice? Yes. I think so. I didn't deserve to be in the finals uh, on funny. I, did, I only got there because of votes. 
I did have one good set. I, I, I did have one good set, and I'm not going to say that, like, I've always loved comedy. I've kind of always understood comedy, so it's not completely crazy as a fan of comedy that I did make it that far, but looking back and I listen to some of those sets, and I'm like, oh, my God, like, just cringe Very, just cringy, you know? But even I didn't you... know. Yeah, no, you didn't know, but you look back and, you know, what have you learned since then? I mean, you go to the open mics, you write sets, you perform. So, I mean, what, uh, what have I have learned as a whole and, you know, it I, I mean, it gets kind of deep because the, the COVID, during COVID, during the lockdown, like, I feel like it changed a lot of people's lives, right? I, I, everybody was somehow in their own head for a, a, a longer period of time than they normally would be. And, you know, so a lot of people had a time thinking. And uh, so coming out of that, people's lives changed. And I think that especially comedians, you couldn't come. I felt like you couldn't come with just some, eh, I don't know. I felt a, I had a lot change for me over COVID. My whole life, like, you know, a lot of transformations in my life. Just there's so many, right? So many. And even just throughout COVID has been a huge transformation. And I know I'm not alone. And I have this other mostly every single person i'm sure uh, but you know uh my girl and i split you know left left up that was pretty huge living together during covid in the beginning just locked down rough you know you really you know i was like being in close uh proximity that often with a lot of unresolved resentments and stuff is just was just not healthy so uh, needless to say, throughout that, I moved out. It was kind of rough doing that. Uh, worked really hard, her and I, to fill the gaps with our seven-year-old to make sure that uh, we did really good with that, you know, that well, he wasn't totally affected. Um, but throughout all that, after, like, feeling like a horrible just human being because I was not living there with them, and it was a lot – it was over weed, you know? Because, like, you know, I wasn't – I used to do heroin a lot of people know that and years and years and so one day i decided to smoke weed and that was i am going off right now is that okay <laughs> uh you know so that was an issue i moved out and through all of that it being transformed into where i am now i feel so free i've had the somewhere in the past year and not i felt i be, feel so much more myself i don't know if it's age i don't know if it's just understanding myself accepting myself uh closing things from my past and being uh, accepting things from my past uh, but i feel so much more free now which affects my comedy because if i'm free i can be free on stage and when you're present on stage i think is when uh, i when i'm the funniest well and, I, and i've seen a few of your sets since you've come back and it seems like you do a lot of crowd work and you're just in a his own and it just seems like you're just hitting on all cylinders is yeah i since i before i was always kind of scared to talk to people in the crowd because what if they say something and i don't know what i'm going to say and then i realized i was like oh my god that's one of my strongest suits ever is talking to, you know what i mean like and so i was like i'm going to incorporate that more so i've been doing that and uh, i love it man because i do love talking to people you yeah know? I've, I've heard you talk for like 11 minutes now I know. I was just thinking, <laughs> oh, my God. You're like, sure, you like talking. You like hearing yourself talk, dude. <laughs> it's, the way, it's the way we all are, you know. Well, you know what? That was here. I put that. That's a lot of heavy stuff that I just put out there because, uh, you know, to show that, like, even in just the past year alone, there's a lot of transformation to grow from. And I, and I did. Being mindfulness. And, all right. I'm, so go ahead. You keep you, you talk now. Your turn. Well, 
Well, no, but we got on right before here, and you're saying that, you know, your your ex and your son came out to your comedy open mic set tonight. <laughs> so, yeah. obviously. No, we're all chill. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, no, how, do you, how do you make that work? Uh, how you make it work is that once I moved on, we started to understand that we had to accept each other who where we are and who we are if we really want to make it work. I can't be who you want me to be when you want me to be. It's just not going to work that way. And I'm not, and I am a thick headed MFer, man. I'm not, you know, so it's like yeah. a lot of people are. And it's like, uh, so it communication and trying to love the person for who they are. And for me and her, it's easier to do that from a little bit with a little bit of distance. <laughs> I know that sounds whack, but just imagine it's a huge mansion, but it goes about two miles down the road. Okay, you know what I mean? I don't live that far away from her. Mine goes so, 384 so <laughs> miles, so I mean. <laughs> wow, it's a nice mansion. <laughs> it's not like I've never measured that drive. So. Uh, but so things are, it's good. You know, it's good. Um, it's everything is, is okay. But I think you hit on something there, and we can't change people. No. We and we can't say or we can't ask people like, "Oh, you do this, can you change that because it bothers me?" Basically, right. I think our choice what I've learned in the last few in the last few months recently through therapy is is like I can't change what my partner does. The only thing I can change is my reaction to it. Amen. Right. That's absolutely true. Even though that is one of the hardest things to do ever. But absolutely, that is true. Whenever anybody rents any space in my head, it's me allowing them to do that. And there is no doubt about it. Yeah. And I mean, and, but, and then I can choose not to be around that person if I don't want to be around that person anymore. Well, yeah. And I got into a conversation a couple months ago with with my partner and, you know, and we we're talking about something. And she's like, well, and, you know what? She asked something like, oh, what are these little things that I do that bother you? And I go. I'm not even going to answer that question because then you might try to change wait, it. She, and if, she, wait, she asked you what are things, little things I do that bother you? Oh, we had a, there's a, there's a lead up to that conversation. But you, got, did, you, you, you didn't answer though. I didn't answer. <sighs> Smart girl. Wow. You know, my, my, trouble. my, my answer was there's nothing that you have done that would cause me concern enough to end this relationship. tighten up the cereal bag. She always leaves the cereal bag open. <laughs> it pisses me off. It's only no, no. one thing. It's only one small thing. <laughs> no, 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 no. Then like a few minutes later, I hear, Amy did it. I'm like, and then she comes back into the to the kitchen, and I'm like, what did I do? She's like, nothing. I'm like, I'm like, no, no, no. I just heard your kid say... Amy did, and then that led into a conversation of two big conversations of how do you set the dinner table and how do you load your dishwasher? <laughs> do you know how many fights I was in in my in my previous marriage over loading the dishwasher? Why, why, why are you a bad dishwasher loader? I'm just not as particular as some of the other no, people in this. You're house. bad, aren't you? No, you're not. You're just oh my god, just admit it. You were just well, you're like I'm. I think you're either. No, it's good not that at... I'm bad. I get everything rinsed off, but they're just uh, you know, you're... there's like oh. some things I put in the dishwasher that the, somebody you're else You're one of those doesn't. people you pull it out and you're like, why is this over this? The cu cups are all full of water because they're the wrong way. You're like, there's still tuna on this bowl, okay, Amy? Why is there still tuna? <laughs> Nothing like I, that. Uh, Nothing. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just, but, was, but, it, <laughs> but then I look at, then I look at my partner. I'm like, look, this is high level relationship stuff that only people in their forties are going to understand. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> I, I was my- no, I get it. I, I mean, I had, a, I went through boot camp. I went through loading dishwasher boot camp. I know what that was like. Oh yeah, my ex when we were together, she like, she, <clears throat> I'm like, oh, oh okay, all right. move it the right way. I didn't know either. I look, I would be like, you ain't. I would always be like, you ain't fitting all those dishes in there. No fucking way. She's like, yes, you can. I'm like, no way. I'm like, and then she, I would try to load it, and I'm like, look, and then she'd be like, watch, and then she would do it and load everyone in there perfectly. Look, it would all fit in there. Well, you know what I learned, dude. I, I and I say, dude, I'm, I know. As soon as I say that in my head, I'm like, I know that they. But I'm so used to saying that so much, uh, you know. Well, I, mean? I work with all these 18, 20 year old kids at Starbucks. You know, I'm just, I have, I'm just also trying to let go of that because this is just a cultural battle. I'm not going to win. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and I instantly was like, "Dude, you said, dude, dude. Oh my god, dude, you just said, dude, 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 dude." And I was like, "Fuck." So I was like, "I'm just gonna put it out." I know I said it. You know what I mean? I just can't uh, help it. Yeah, I got a dude counter down here on like. Just, just, click. This will blow off camera. You're at like 293 right now. I love you. That's why you're awesome. I'm just saying that, you know. Yep. And um, I'm wearing this shirt for a reason. I'm not like totally trying to look stoner hippie-ish, but today is Jerry Garcia. This was recorded. The day this was recorded uh, was Jerry Garcia's birthday, not the actual day he was born, because I mean, this would be like a long time ago. But it's, yeah. today is his birthday, yeah. All right. Well, happy birthday, Jerry. Yep. Shout out, Jerry Bear. Yep. R.I.P. Another so, fellow heroin addict, a love of heroin lover. All right, what are you gonna say? Well, let's get let's let's move on to the next topic here. So, silo thinking, you know, and we were talking about this, where you know, and I think it leads to people today can't talk to each other. With you know, you and I don't share the exact same opinion, so you know, it leads to a lack of empathy. I think sometimes, and you know, and we see this online, people participate in groups and Twitter, Facebook. And then when somebody pops in with a disagreement, they just shout them down. And I think sometimes those conversations for some folks, when they move offline into the real world, you know, when they hear somebody say something that they don't quite feel comfortable or they disagree with, then they just have this shouting effect. And you know, and you and I have been yeah. on the receiving end of this a couple of times, and it's a terrible place to be. <laughs> yeah. I've seen you it... cry before, so don't, I mean. <laughs> yeah, put all that manly shit aside there, Todd. I've seen you cry. Uh, I did. I mean, whatever, I cry. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's difficult because there's a lot of people, I, I, it's like, the whole it's just been talked about so much i just get sick of people uh shutting people down on both sides sometimes but i'm so left i am so left that's what bothers me i think the most it's like if i talk if i talk to anybody i'm like left than most most people i know so it's like when comedy i feel like when it comes down to comedy anyways uh i feel a little different about things I, I feel a little bit different, and I think that's where like I ended up. We had an issue last time, or whatever that was. I don't yeah, even know. Yeah, it was surrounding was. comedy. Yeah, I mean, it did, and, but that was a whole issue of uh, a lot of local Rochester comedy stuff that was going on, and it was a lot of it was very uh, heated emotions. And I came in, and we were going to talk about it, and that heated emotions led to me 
crying out in my car, bawling my eyes out. <laughs> well, you actually, you actually wrote a song about that. I did. I, it's like, yeah. Well, I'm not. I don't want to get into details, but I did that. I left there, and it fucked my head up. Okay, it fucked my head up. Um, just because it's like, man, I felt like I was getting treated as somebody that I, I don't know. I don't want to get too deep in it, but I did write a song about it and it helped me kind of process. I know that's such a like weird, like, oh yeah, I wrote a song about it. Um, you know, I wrote a poem, but I did. And like, uh, just to kind of help process that because it was very like a lot of emotions with that, you know? Um, and so I wrote a song about it and, uh, when I recorded it one day, I plan on, uh, delivering it to that person i want to give it to that person and it's very sweet it's not at all you know i i think it's sweet and understanding and i think it's more empathetic than anything else you know um, yeah and that's the key right empathy put all the bullshit aside we're also i know it's i hate saying cliche that's all i hate liberal cliche i just all of it just kind of ugh. oh we're all just so much more alike than i don't know yeah, you know well and I think it says a lot about you. And I mean, you know, when you say, oh, I wrote a song, blah, blah, blah. You know, but that's from, that's very healthy, though. I mean, that's a form of journaling. That's a form of, you know, writing poetry in some way. Better than sh putting needles in my arm. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean. You got you to find a better, healthier way. But that's the case with everything, right? Yeah. Whether it's needles or shopping or whatever it is. I mean, you got to find a, a better way. What's wrong with shopping? Well, I'm just saying, I <laughs> I hit a nerve, I can tell. And uh, we, I'm sure that... Uh, Have you seen my wardrobe? Maybe you should be buying books on how to load the dishwashers. All there I'm you saying. go. Yeah. <laughs> it's high, that's high-level relationship <laughs> shit right there. Yeah. Say that right now. How to load the dishwasher for dummies. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not good at it either. I had it's to a, learn. It's a one-sentence book. Listen to your partner. <laughs> God, that's so hard. <laughs> and let go uh, of your resentment but the silo thinking uh is tough because i feel like there's two people that when there's online our online self and our in real life self and online self does not uh, reflect the real life self for most people everybody i, I mean and I think that obviously varies degree to people to people, but for some people that degree is a lot. And I feel like that sometimes that ends up affecting the, per the relationship, the personal relationship. Yeah. And I, you look at Facebook and I like don't know. Points. When you... It's about point little internet, like points. And I see it on both sides. It's so weird. It's like a, about like a, it's about points. I, you know, I don't know, like, what kind of change is being made sometimes? I, okay, what's annoying is when it seems like somebody's doing something more for the points than they are because they really want change, but really they just want the clout that comes along with it. That's annoying to me. Yeah, but what kind of clout are we getting for most of us? I mean, granted, for oh my God, most you, of us, what kind of clout? 700 likes on a uh, uh, 700 likes or 700 shares on a post is clout to people. That's a great day for someone. Oh my God. You see that? I see what I did. Oh my God. I got shared 799 times on, you know, Facebook and yeah, that even if it's your 15, 10 minutes of fame, people, their day would be great. They got their, it got shared. People live off that, that serotonin rush. People, yep. I, don't, I do it. I, I am, I am like that. Oh, I am guilty too. I'm not I'll jump I right in there it. and be like, what? You know what I mean? Like I do it. I do it. You know, 
And it was awful because like most of the people I would end up getting in arguments with, I knew that weren't as smart as me and, and we knew their education even on most of them and knew them like knew, but, and if we were in person, we'd probably be like fine, but on there, yeah. So it's a really weird thing. I've, I've lost family members in like the past couple of years over all of this, like the shit that's been going on in the world. A lot of the fucking racial injustices and between Trump being president, I have lost family members. I have lost friends which is fine well i don't i i don't know how to talk to people and i and i've run into this in my own circles too because i've had the same issue and i think we all have left right you know if, you, if you're if you're a trump supporter you've probably lost people to the left of you if you're a lefty like we are you've probably lost people who were trump supporters I, do, do you get left people mad? This is the point I want. I want to ask you. I'm sorry. I, I don't interrupt. I'll go back. Let me ask you that. Save, in a save this one save for the end. Save this one for the end for okay, questions right. at the end because okay. I know where you're going with it and I do okay. want to answer that question. Mm -hmm. Okay, but the issue that I see is now I'm also intersecting LGBTQ and gender issues over my leftist politics. So I don't, and for a lot of people, especially on the far right, they think people like me don't exist, but here I am. I don't know how to have that conversation with some of those folks and say, I don't, I don't know how to change your mind. I don't know what I can say to you to say that being trans or gender diverse is a real mm. thing. And it's been around for millennia. Yeah, right, right, right. Because a lot of people just say, oh, you know, we, this shit was just made up 20 years ago for shits and giggles. Yeah. It's like, you know, I woke up on a Tuesday in 2017 and said, oh, yeah, I'm going to blow up my family and be transgender. That's and that's why and that's why there's so many ignorant people out there <clears throat> that get fed so much fear and they've never left their back ass little street they live on. So it's a lot of you know, and it's, it's exposure. And, you know, and meanwhile, yes, you're absolutely right. This isn't some yeah. 20 year old thing. It's like, it's ridiculous to see that. The history is right there if you wanted to go find it. Yeah. But people are ignorant and I don't, and that is not, people deserve punch in the lips too. I'm not saying there's not that like people, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah, there is. They do. But I would love to see, uh, to find a way to, you know, see therapy, right? I don't know. We yeah. all need therapy or something. Is that what this well, comes down to? It's every single person needs a therapist in the, in, at least in this country, right? Well, I mean, about I, one year from now, I'll be, you know, the limited. So you, take, you want to take on the entire country? There you go. <laughs> That's a lot of, a lot of customers. That's a lot of clients, yeah. But you oh know, man, I think I'm okay. a well, lot of good know, with the bad. But talking about therapy, so I was talking to a therapist in the beginning of the year, you know, and I was, you know, as you were saying, you know, people are posting these things, they're getting 700 likes, it's their best day ever, you know, and yeah. I'm like, it's such a bad comparison because you know i'm in my little bubble going through covid and people are still doing their thing it's just like we can't compare somebody's best social media day to what's really going on offline because we don't know what's going on in their lives offline it's just and that's that's the thing i got to remind myself of that's oh oh for sure i mean and i think we do this as well and i'll at least speak for myself there's days when i'm not feeling is good about myself i are the days i find myself more getting in kerfuffles on social media so i'm sure it's a reflection of how i feel about myself you know i'm sure you know if i'm feeling good about myself i'm usually like nah, i'm not gonna spend the time i'm gonna go and do whatever thing i was doing but uh you know so there's there's probably cue, uh you know triggers cues whatever to yeah. watch for but be like maybe the, today's a, a non-social media day which is fucking hard i'll tell you as a heroin addict 
putting down Facebook is is brutal, and putting down social media in general is brutal. You start shaking. Uh, I want my well, Facebook. Well, I don't think you're alone. I mean, and you actually, we've actually have the mental health studies over the last ten years that show, especially with teenagers, that you know, when you take away their devices, you take away their social media platforms, Snapchat, Instagram, whatever it is, like. Yeah, that's that's really the type of thing that starts happening with them because it's firing up those same areas of the brain that was hitting you when you were doing heroin. And those are the same areas of the brain that are lighting up when you're getting those likes and those comments and those. Let me get a hit off that TikTok, dog. Let me get a hit off that TikTok. You know what I mean? That's jonesing for it. Uh, I see it. um, But that's also uh, such so integrated in the social life of of the youth and even older a little older now but it's so integrated of part of their social aspect video games and talking through social media yeah it's, and you know, a, it's yeah and, and i think that's when parenting it comes into parenting right yeah I and, mean, I, and i sorry, look at you, no i was just gonna say i look at you and i you know we're, we're we both host podcasts you're a more successful comedian than i am and oh, we, we, we have we have our lives that we need to have that media exposure at some level. I mean, granted, we're not big superstars. Nobody's, you know, chasing us down in the grocery store. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know who owes hey, you only money. I don't, I don't know. Steal them tic tacs. Well, I don't Go know ahead. who owes you money, but hey. Um, <laughs> no, it's by who do I owe money? Oh, yeah, to. that's right. I got that joke backwards. <laughs> See, that's why you're a better comedian, too. <laughs> but, you know, we're, we're the, the social media thing, it just becomes. If I didn't really have to be on there, I wouldn't. And even right before this, right. I messaged I just I messaged you and said, "Hey, you know, when you get to your when you get home, right. text me because I've turned off my Facebook Messenger notifications. I don't even have the Facebook app on my phone right now because I'm just kind of in that mood right now. It's like, yeah, I don't need to be on there as much. I'm only really posting for the podcast and comedy stuff right now." Yeah, uh, I agree. I used to post all the time and uh, I haven't been, but then I was just posting comedy and podcast stuff and people were like, boring, boo. Nobody would like any of that stuff because it's like people want to see, but you know, so have a little personality. It's just that it's just difficult. I've tried to create it a place where I didn't lose all of my opposing views because if they were like, there's, there's people that I still have are friends with that we definitely have opposing views, but I know they're not a piece of shit. So you know what I mean? There's people that I I had friends with that like I look back and like you know and we had an opposing thing. I was like goodbye, you're not you know what I mean. I do not need you. I'm going I'm going off again. Go ahead, you talk now. Yep. You, you know what, Todd? Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna say good night right now. Okay. okay. And we're good gonna say, we're no 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 hold on. Good night right we're, now. This is gonna be part one because we still have two bullet points left to cover and we just barely got through two bullet points in 31 minutes. Oh my okay. god! I told, I knew that. that I know, was gonna... but this is going to be great because I knew this was going to be like this. So, I so never get a chance. Gonna, this is going to be talk like this I, on our podcast. It's always just about comedy and riffing, so I never get a chance to actually tell people what how I feel. And I'm just going off. Thank you for being yes. my therapist today. Oh my god! You're so welcome. I just sit here <laughs> I feel and listen. So much better about myself right now. Oh, you know, you're, you're going to just... be like, what an asshole! He took up like the entire time. Make sure you no. Make sure you go on Facebook and post about this, though, will you? Yeah. Of course I will. <laughs> What? <laughs> so so let's do this. So this is this I am is so gonna, dumb. So this is gonna be the out of the like a bad drug dealer. 
Another this is going to be the end. Of, all right, so how we're going to do this, and I'm going to leave this in, is uh, we're going to say goodnight. This is going to be the end of episode 99, Good okay? Night. And then episode 100 is going to be a special between Jamie Rodriguez and I. And then we're going to come back with part two, but that's going to be episode 101. So for right now, for the end of part one, goodnight, Todd. Goodnight, Amy.